0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com work.
1: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Um, can you not eat Uh, when we're trying to do the podcast? And don't (laughs)
3: burn! That wasn't me, that was you. This is
2: over. (laughs) We're over.
3: (laughs) Shall we start? Hello, you are tuned into FM Frequency Be More Cleverer. Um
2: If we were a frequency, what would we be?
3: Um we would be what numbers? Yeah. Okay. Um 5678, the popular steps hit. Oh, of that's not we. a frequency, is it? No, I
2: I believe we could be five five to six to seven to eight. No, uh, fifty-six to seventy-eight.
3: Sure, that's what we'll go with. Uh welcome to Be More Cleverer. Uh, The podcast in which myself, Katie, and my friend here, my companion, uh, my other half, not my other half, my counterpart. Your compadre. You wish we were my other half.
2: I do, every night. That's why I do this podcast, to get closer to
3: you. Uh, We learn about things to make ourselves better in conversational Situations like that, like that, it's working so that we know more things.
2: A quick update on this: I had to take part in my friend's quiz show the other day. Um, he was pitching a TV show, and just a
3: normal situation, to just be a normal in. situation. Yeah. And
2: I, he asked me to, to help out in the pitch, so I had to be a contestant in a show.
3: How did you do and it? And there
2: was a general knowledge round: aced it
3: amazing, aced it because of this, sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I'm say I think
3: that. I like to think that even if we don't cover the subject, the in like the podcast makes you more susceptible to learning. Just
2: general like knowledge aura, you know.
3: And it'll be really useful for when you're also in a situation where your friend is pitching a TV quiz because it, it happens to all of us on a weekly basis. I reckon <laughs> very normal situation to be in. Man of the people. Uh, so what happened last time? I would
2: like you, Katie, mm-hmm. to tell me. Yeah. All about Mm -hmm. the birth of radio. Stop. I want to know the first words ever broadcast on the radio. Okay. I want to know the first record ever played on the radio. Okay. And I want to know... I know Marconi invented the radio. I want to know more about him too. Okay. It's the birth of radio.
3: I have a first class honours degree in radio production. I'm also a radio producer by trade. I should be able to do this. I'm already nervous about it, more so than any other one that we've done. Yes! <laughs> it's going to be great.
2: Yeah, Um. after I learned about Muhammad Ali, I gave you the topic of radio, because it's dear to both our hearts.
3: Radio, yes. We both, I mean, full disclosure, we both work in radio. Mm-hmm. We should know loads about it.
2: We should. I don't.
3: No, I don't either. I actually studied it for a degree.
2: I studied it, so um yeah, me- No,
3: I'm not I'm not boasting. I'm saying even though <laughs> I've studied it and I have a degree in radio production. But did you notice this? I
2: did it as a like a module too. Mhm. We didn't learn anything about the history of
3: Ugh, it. no, you don't you learn basically about film. Okay. going gonna, right.
2: gonna say a side piece. Uh I don't nothing in my degree, so.
3: Cool. On that But that, that's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we need to do this Sure. Podcast. Um so you wanted to know all sorts of things about radio. You wanted to know about the birth of radio. Yes. You wanted to know the first words.
2: The first words ever spoken.
3: You wanted to know the first record ever played. Yes. And you wanted to know about Marconi as well. Yeah. Not as in Radcliffe and... No, not that one. ...off of BBC Radio 6 Music. Mm. About the guy who is widely known to basically have invented radio. Yeah. So I started with the birth of radio. It's always good to start with the birth.
2: It's always good.
3: To start with the birth, the conception.
2: The immaculate conception. The immaculate
3: conception. So I have stuck to the UK. Is that all right? Okay, yeah. Because there's so much, in even in the UK, to work out what is actually the truth and what isn't. When you delve into what's been going on around the world, it's also not necessarily relevant. I only think it's going to come up in my... Pub quiz, just no. at the lovely pub off of Victoria Park.
2: And I'm going to be honest, American radio is rubbish.
3: No, but Australian radio.
2: Australian radio is good. It's
3: good, um, but either way, not, don't care about those.
2: Boo off. They don't exist.
3: Off. Boo off, as they say. So, <laughs> the first radio broadcast was courtesy of the BBC. Yes, Auntie. Auntie, uh, what does that stand for, Jackson?
2: British Broadcasting Corporation, ma'am?
3: Incorrect. At that time, as a trick question, well, Ah. it does stand for that, but at at this time, it was the British Broadcasting Company.
2: It was just a company then, yeah, sure. Just
3: a company, as you know. Um, And actually, the first known radio broadcast in the world actually was by a station in Detroit. Oh, wow. A little fact for you. Nice, nice That's that's as much as I'm going to delve into for you. In
2: 1920. In
3: 1920? Oh. So, uh, but in the UK... Uh, It was courtesy of the BBC. So the BBC formed in October 1922. 1922. 1922. uh, And the first public service broadcast was on November the 14th. Write this down, Broadcasting Fact Fans. Uh, There you go. There's a pen. Uh, November the 14th, 1922. Um, And that was broadcast from Marconi House. (gasps) Does Does that still exist? Um, the building doesn't, but the front face of it Ooh. is listed. So that's still there. It's on the Strand in London. Oh, I know it! Do you? It's a
2: nice bar upstairs.
3: I think it's a hotel now. Mm. So, yeah. Um, God, you're really testing me there.
1: Sorry, I shut not <laughs> And been I knew it,
3: yeah. Uh, gosh, I'm learning things. Uh, finally. So, Marcodi, whilst we're on the subject of him, uh, he was an Italian inventor and engineer. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was all about patenting. He's an inventor. They love to patent They do
2: love to patent. When
3: I was looking up this guy, it was all about, so he painted this thing and this thing and this thing. I'm going to run by the really important ones for this. I'm sure they were all very important in their own ways. Uh, So in 1896, he was granted the world's first patent for a system of wireless telegraphy. Telegraphy? Telegraphy? Don't know. Yeah. Um, And he succeeded with with inventing that once he got the patent. And in July 1897, he formed the Wireless Telegraph and Signal Company Limited. Yes.
2: When you think about it, how mad that wireless has been a thing forever mm. and we st- we think of it as like quite high tech. Yeah. Oh, I've got Wi Fi in the ass. Actually, been around forever. Mm. Just kind of mad, isn't it?
3: Yeah, actually, really. Why do they take so long? <laughs> yeah, why? Why does
2: it take so long to get broadband?
3: And in 1900, I'm really going to whiz through this because there's so much to know about it. He took out a patent called patent number 7777 or 7777. And this is the one that he is well known for, uh, for tuned or syntonic telegraphy. Mm. Why do I find that word so hard? and in december 1901 once he'd got this patent he proved that wireless waves were not affected by the curvature of the earth um and okay. he was he transmitted the first wireless signals uh, across the atlantic between cornwall and newfoundland wow over 2000 miles apart oh my gosh uh, and this achievement sending signals across the Atlantic, round the Earth is curved. Did you know that? Yeah? It's actually flat, isn't it? Oh, good. And this particular achievement was the crucial day in the invention of radio. Uh, After that, he painted a few more things, which is what he did. Um, He transmitted (laughs) some more signals, managed to transmit more stuff from Cornwall to Cape Cod in Massachusetts. Nice. Um, he served in the Italian Army for a bit and that and he continued his tests whilst he was serving in the army. So what you need to know basically about Marconi is that he developed the first apparatus for long distance radio communication in essence a radio, not a transistor radio which' like a portable radio, but mm-hmm. a radio a radio. So yeah
2: nice Marconi factage Katie Burden.
3: Thank you very much, Jackson. Uh, so the broadcasting though we've done the technology bit. The broadcasting was from a radio station called 2LO, courtesy of the BBC. And the first words on the radio were by Arthur Burroughs, director of programmes for BBC. And he said, this is 2LO calling. And that was the first radio station to broadcast. It was the second one to regularly broadcast. The first regular one was called 2MT. But 2LO was the first one to, to put words out there. Um and they were broadcast for one hour a day. Seven days a week.
2: Well, he didn't just say, This is 2LO calling.
3: No, but those are the first words, and that's all you wanted from that me. That is right? all I wanted. Yes. And
2: do you know what? I think I've I've heard that before. And it's actually really for me, because I'm an absolute radio anorak and nerd. Um it's actually it gives me goosebumps when I hear that. All I those know time. it's weird. Hello, this is London not that, but hello, this is two LO calling.
3: We're on the radio, we're on now. We're this on this is happening. Mad. Uh and back in that day, to set the scene a little bit, a radio licence cost ten shillings and only thirty thousand were given out. Thirty thousand licenses.
2: To be a broadcasting station?
3: No, to listen. You know like TV license. A radio oh. license cost ten shillings. And... They only gave it 30,000. And only 30,000 were available at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A a few more important dates for you then. Okay. Uh, So in 1924, the pips (laughs) were heard for the first time. Stop. And so they marked the precise start of each hour. Ah,
2: God, I love... I love the pips. You'll know this as well, Katie. Um, Sorry, allow us to be indulgent. Do you love hearing the pips?
3: I do. I love hearing the pips.
2: I love... There's a thing that you can do if you work in the radio... Is there is a button on a fader that you can put them on. Yeah. And you can hear them every hour, no matter if you use them or not. And I often have a quick sneaky listen of them on the hour and that's God, kind of...
3: you can't be tamed. I'm sad. Yeah, I love the pips as well. In nineteen thirty nine, uh, Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain broadcast to Britain that we were at war with Germany. And this was followed by a broadcast from King George the
2: King's speech, have you seen it? No. It's great. Colin Firth does this in the film The King's Speech. Oh, is that the speech? It's the speech. Uh,
3: The first...
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savoury tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
3: Evening of the war. Yeah. Yeah. So, and imagine like hearing, finding that about, about, about that on the radio. That's a mad thing now, isn't it?
2: Crazy. You'd
3: see it on Twitter. You'd get your BBC breaking news app through, wouldn't you? Seriously, would wouldn't you? You would. It's it's mad. In 1955, the BBC began broadcasting in FM. Yes. Which I said at the end of last one stood for frequency modulation, and I was correct. Um, Ding. And it was less susceptible to weather interference. Which is why we use it now. A bit more stable. And we're going to move on to the 60s. Yes, the, the swinging, swinging 60s. 60s. Pirate radio. How much do you know about that?
2: Uh, I know about Radio Caroline.
3: How much do you know about it?
2: Um, Say none, because I can
3: tell you loads about it now.
2: None? Yes.
3: So, pirate radio became a thing in the 60s. Uh, in 1964, Radio Caroline and Radio Atlanta uh, began broadcasting from ships. And so, pirate radio came about in the 60s, as I say, uh, and they were broadcast to the UK from offshore ships, um, and they were totally legal at first. And they were set up because people really wanted to hear pop and rock music. You can't really imagine not being able to hear pop or rock music, but that's when it all kind of began. And the BBC didn't really cater for that. So the first British pirate radio station was Radio Caroline, and by 1967, there were 10 pirate radio stations... And they had between 10 and 15 million listeners. Wow. By
1: 1967.
3: 15 million. And that was by 1967, which is a very important year.
2: It is, it is, it is, it is, it is,
3: it is. is. And it was these pirate stations who had all this music to offer for us. I say us. I wasn't on in the 60s. I was. (laughs) You were. You got there before me. Which prompted the BBC to introduce Radio 1, 2, 3 and 4.
2: Okay, that's very interesting.
3: I always had 67 in my head as the year that Radio 1 was yes. on. Yes. Not the others. No, as much. neither did I. Maybe Radio 1 made more of a big hoo about it than I realised. That's what I thought at first. Yes, same here. And I'm going to, I found out why it is more about Radio 1 on that year than the others.
2: Oh, interesting. I can give you
3: more information. But just to wrap up, Pirate Radio, also in 1967, the Marine Broadcasting Offences Act came in. Uh, came into effect, making pirate radio stations illegal. So it was kind of like, pirate radio, stop. Uh, <laughs> You're and taking then, away the... And then Radio One, two, three, four. 2, Okay. And when I was looking into the pirate radio presenters a little bit, mm-hmm. I started having a little look at how Tony Blackburn came to be on Radio 1. Because I thought he was the first voice on Radio 1. Turns out he is. More about that later. Mm-hmm. So Tony Blackburn was the first voice on Radio 1. And when I was looking into a little bit about his history, how he came to get onto Radio 1, Mm -hmm. I came across some information about Radio 2. So Radio 2, I always thought that existed before Radio 1. So when it was like 1, 2, 3, 4, were on in 1967, I was a bit confused. Um, I never really knew how Radio 2 could be the older one as well, because I always felt like Radio 2 was older, but why is it Radio 2 and Radio 1 is Radio 1 if Radio 2 was on first? Yes. Um, so, an interesting thing about Tony Blackburn's background is he presented on something called The Light Program. The, have you heard of The Light Program?
2: I ha- I haven't, actually.
3: So, The Light Program was a station for the BBC. Okay. Not a show. Um, and it was, like, light entertainment, a bit of music. Opened in 1945, after oh. the Second World War.
2: Okay, so, like, 20 years before.
3: Yeah, yeah. And before the second world war the frequency was used for something else so then after the war they were like we're gonna make it into this light program thing wow. um before it was something called the bbc national program which was merged into another station called the bbc home service in 1939 which then became radio four yes so all these things existed so radio four was originally the bbc home service the bbc light program then became Radio 2. So these things did exist, but it was a rebranding thing.
2: So they kind of, yeah, they turned it from programme names to numerical
3: yeah. stations. So they, they did predate Radio 1, but they just had different names. Interesting. So there you go. That's mystery solved. Yes. Is it? Yeah. I think, I yes. think so. UK Commercial Radio came on in 1973 with LBC and then Capital Radio.
2: Okay, so they were like the first ones.
3: Yes. Interesting. LBC leading Britain's conversation. Yeah. Or now it's now London's. No, no. no. It was. It London's... was London's biggest conversation, and now it's leading Britain's conversation. 1988. What happened in 1988?
2: Mm, good question. Um,
3: it's about radio. What radio development happened in 1988?
2: Not digital radio. That's too early. Um,
3: car radio.
2: No way.
3: Yes.
2: Car radio was only in 1988. Yes. You're kidding me. No. This is going to sound really stupid, because cars have been on forever. <laughs> I just automatically thought that when radio became a thing, cars just had them.
3: Did you think that they were in Penny Farthings as well, hon?
2: No, but I mean, like, I mean, the Ford Model 1 was, like, yeah. on in the 1900s. I just figured they just attached a radio when it's, when they sorted it out.
3: Mm-mm. Wow, that's amazing. No. That's, that's, like,
2: barely 30 years ago.
3: Yeah. Um, And in 1996, it was the birth of the internet radio in the UK. 96. 96. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Um, And Virgin Radio became Europe's first radio station to broadcast online. Hmm. Uh, So let's talk about more recent stuff, shall we? Yeah. Uh, In 2009, uh, the Digital Britain report recommended that we get rid of FM.
2: Yeah. Um but in, I think.
3: by 2015 <laughs> which has now happened yeah. like nearly a year ago.
2: Wow. Well,
3: yeah, about a year ago. Um but in 2013 they said no we need to delay it a bit more cuz not enough people have digital radios yet.
2: Yeah, not enough people at all. So
3: that's going to happen at some point. And at the moment 48.2 million adults uh, slash 89% of the adult population listen to the radio.
2: 89%? Yeah. That's a good figure. Yes,
3: well done. Well done, everybody. Uh, so I think we've covered pretty much everything apart from the first record you played on the radio. Yes. Uh, so quickly, I can't find it for sure. It's really hard to find. Classic, but I have be more clever. <laughs> I know, but I have two facts that I think you'll like. Okay. Uh, I can't find the record, but it would have been played by christopher stone hmm. who was the first british disc jockey got to be careful how you say that um so he approached the bbc with an idea for a record program they originally said no wow um he managed eventually managed to convince them though and started playing records on air and again research i did struggle to find out whether it was in 1924 or 1927 It was somewhere around then, 1924 or 1927 okay um, and you're like this. He wore a dinner jacket and a tie every time he presented. And listeners loved him. He was kind of more relaxed than the other broadcasters of yeah. that time. Um
2: He didn't have to do um RP.
3: RP, exact I I think he probably would have been that's what is that Re- received. Received pronunciation. It mm-hmm. probably was still very RP, but a bit more a bit more chill. So it would have been played by him. Another little tidbit of fact for you, because I couldn't find the exact record, Uh, was the first full single to be played on Radio 1. I know it! What is it?
2: Oh my god, Um, Flowers in the Rain.
3: By? (sighs) God, this is the bit I always forget. The Move.
2: The Move!
3: The Move! Uh, Some radio nerds, and we respect radio nerdery. Um, as we've probably exhibited in this podcast, um, some radio nerds would, would argue and probably get a bit angsty that there were other tracks used as beds, jingles, whatnot. Come uh, on, But up. that was the first full single. So, Jackson, that is radio.
2: Oh, my God. This this has been a, just a joy. Yes. Not even my favourite Be More Clever, but just one of my favourite conversations I've had with you. <laughs> Yay. We never really talk, because we both do it, but we don't really talk about Yay. it.
3: We're both ashamed, clearly. Ah, oh,
2: God, how fun. It literally, I'm psyched. Okay, Katie, uh, what have you got for me then?
3: Right, so we've been talking all about radio. We now know that we know more about radio than we could possibly ever want to know.
2: We're true, so even more than our jobs dictate.
3: I know, <laughs> it could be troublesome. Um, and actually, I'm not going to deviate far at all interesting from that very interesting um so we've spoken all about radio but there's one area which i haven't really covered okay and i did that on purpose because mm. i knew that i was going to ask you to do this okay i would like you to tell me and i think this is quite pub quizzy so i think it's important that we do this great i want you to tell me all about the hit parade the chart oh fun yes fun. or i want mean, you to tell me all about it
2: the top party
3: so I want you to tell me when it was the Hit Parade, if that was even the the name the the chart. So the Hit Parade, if you don't know, is the like the the singles chart basically. Yeah. What you hear on your radios every week. Big of the bubs. Big of the bubs. Or uh, you tell me who was the first presenter.
2: Okay. Oh my god. It, this when is When it great. When it
3: was first broadcast. And I just want some really good stats. I want some good records. I mean records as in like world records chart what? records not like gonna play your a great record now why Lots are we doing records. tony's that Bird voice
2: like... <laughs> welcome to the wonderful sounds of the hip new radio one
3: so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah can you take on the challenge
2: this could be the greatest challenge i've ever partaken in so
3: yours kind of the sequel to this yeah, i feel we've
2: never done a sequel no. i love it
3: so, so there you go hit parade hit me
2: And I will. Not like that. That's weird. (laughs) You
3: probably will. Once the mics are down. Don't know me. You don't know what goes on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) On that creepy note. (laughs) Bye.
3: So, if there's something that you think you want to learn loads more about, uh, but you can't be bothered to kind of do the research yourself, that's kind of why we're here. We've decided to kind of put ourselves in that position. Tweet us at bemorecleverer, or you could email us at bemorecleverer at gmail.com.
0: Het leukste cadeau voor de decembermaand komt van Apple en KPN. Want de iPad heeft KPN nu voor maar 379 euro. Appeltje KPN dus. Ga snel naar de KPN winkel en je hebt hem direct in huis. En dat is dan weer Appeltje Eitje.
1: Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
0: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket?